Hey there. Before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. Acts chapter 8. Um, I've never preached from this text ever. This is the first time I ever preached from this text. So it's bad. If it's bad, I've never preached on it before. All right. It's my first time. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. It says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way and he met an Ethiopian eunuch. We're not going to get into what eunuch means because we're trying to keep it PG and it just takes too long to go into that. An important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in a chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit, of Fi- the spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near. And then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. He says, how can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture and the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And I love verse 35. It says, then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. He used the Old Testament, he used the Holy Scriptures not to condemn people, not to beat people up, not even to talk about the law or the Old Testament. He used the Scriptures for the reason that they were intended, and that's to talk about the goodness, the good news about Jesus Christ. Verse 36, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in my way? I'm going to read that one more time. He said, look, here is water. What can stand in my way, in the way of me being baptized? Philip said, if you believe with your heart, you may. The eunuch answered, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that has gone forth, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you use this message uh, that I have to preach in 30 minutes. Um, And I pray that you use it to speak to your church. Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Let's give God a shout of praise in this place. Give me 30 minutes on the clock. Uh, I think it's safe to say that after after nine years of being married, how many married folk in the house? Married folk, married folk, come on, give me the married folk. Five years married, five years married, five years, five years. Ten years married, ten years married. Twenty years married. Millennials. Um. I think after, uh, we're going to make in August, we're going to make 10 years of, of marriage. And after 10 years of marriage, you realize, you, you, you learn 
that what was important to you is not always important to her. Right? And so what's important to her is not always important to you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, like if you've been married for a while, you quickly begin to learn what's important to your partner. See, what's important to me is not what's important to Lisa. And what's important to her, for sure, is not important to me. For sure. I mean, and, and this is why you get to learn each other. You get to learn each other's love language. Single people, I'm trying to help you out right now. You got to learn your love language. I'm telling you, I read this book by Dr. Gary Chapman, and he spoke about the five love languages. And he says that there's, we are all agents of love, and we have five primary love languages. And I had to learn her love languages because I didn't speak Lisa's love languages, and she didn't speak my love language. And so we had to learn each other's love language. And it's prim primarily five love languages. There's um, physical touch. And you know your physical touch because you can't keep your hands off people and quarantine has been miserable to you. You know that person that they hug, they, oh my God, I love you. Like they hug you with their feet. You know what I'm saying? Like that's physical touch. You know what I'm saying? Like physical, you got words of affirmation. I love you. You're gorgeous. You're amazing. You have quality time. Like just spend time with me. I love Emily because I don't have to get her gifts. I just got to take her out and just put my phone away and just spend time with her. All right, I got you undivided right here. Just come to the house and spend the movie. Watch a movie. Quality time. And, and, and then we have acts of service. That's the, you know, the person that just does things and takes out the garbage and fixes everything and all that. Acts of service. Are you letting people know your acts of service? Not me. He's just like sending signals. Hey, lady. No, I'm just joking. I'm just. And then there's gifts, and, and these are five primary love languages. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, full disclosure, I'm, I'm words of affirmation. I'm words of affirmation, and I'm physical. Any words of affirmation? Like, you just need to, you need to know that you're loved. You need to know you're beautiful. Like, tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me you love me. Tell me I'm you're beautiful. gorgeous. You're beautiful. Come on, Marcus. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. That salt and pepper hair is sexy on you, Bobby. Come on. See, I'm a professional. I speak fluent. I speak fluent words of affirmation. Lisa, uh, and I'm words of affirmation and physical touch, and, but my primary one is words of affirmation. Lisa is physical touch and quality time. And so we've had to learn each other's love language. It's such a powerful thing. Like, and this is the thing that if you don't know a language, I can tell, I can say I love you all day long, and it'll mean nothing to you. Why? Because you don't understand it. And so you have to learn to speak a language that I am fluent with so that I can fully understand. So like, if I look at Lisa and I, and I say, woe on me, I'd be like, woe on me. I'd be like, girl, woe on me. I'd be like, woe on me. And she'd be like, what in the world are you saying? What, what do you mean what you need? What you need what? I'm like, woe on me. What you need? I don't need nothing. What do you need? What do you need? She won't understand it because I'm speaking a different language, but woe on me is actually, I love you in Chinese. But I'm telling her I love you, but in a way that she doesn't understand it. So I had to learn what was important to her so that I can communicate love in a way that she will fully understand that she is loved. And so I have, I love spending quality time before it was miserable for me because quality time, I'm telling you, I'm one of those guys that I don't spend quality time with nobody. Ask my leaders. 
I've never called. I have eight leaders. Never called them and said, hey, you want to hang out? Never. I just, quality time is like, yo, we're in the same room and we're good. Right now, it's quality time for me. I'm good. Like, I'm so, I'm not joking. I am so good. Like, we never, we don't ever, you don't ever have to text me. I was in one of those guys that was offended because I didn't get a text. I'm telling you, like, I'm good. I'm, that was too much? Sorry. That was too much. Just keep going. Put some, play something. There we go. Like, I'm just, that's not me. I'm not quality time. But Lisa is quality time. And so now I speak fluent quality time. I'm like, baby, tonight it's just me and you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just me and you. We're going to watch a movie. I'm going to massage your feet. And we're going to have a good old time. Baby, it's just me and you. Quality time. Here, take my cell phone. Quality time, I'm telling you. And and, and, and in exchange, Lisa has has had to learn what's important to Pastor Roe. And Pastor Roe is words of affirmation. Thank you for the Thank you for the sympathy. But the problem is that Lisa was not fluent in words of affirmation. And I just need Lisa to, you know, to learn words of, I ain't asking for nothing crazy. Just, you know, from time to time say, I love the way your eyes sparkle through those glasses. Like from time to time, I want her to be able to say, baby, here's a four-leaf clover because I am lucky to be married to a man like you. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Baby, thank you for rescuing me from the grimy streets of Flatbush, Brooklyn and bringing me into the Golden Gates of Staten Island, New York. Can somebody help me? I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm telling you, and I make it easier for her because sometimes I hear good love songs and I dedicate them to myself on behalf of her. Like, I'm telling you, I'll make it easy. I'm like, you heard this song? Yeah, you're welcome. You can dedicate it to me. You don't have to search it. And sometimes she'd be crazy. She'd be like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. I'm like, no, that's not, that's idolatry. Don't and ask you words of affirmation, that's all. Because it's important to me. And she's had to learn what's important to me. Sometimes I don't even know how to take it because it's so new. Like, she'll be like, baby, you, you're gorgeous. And I'm like, do you really mean that or are you just trying? <laughs> I can't even tell anymore. I'm like, are you just trying to speak my language or you really mean it? It's important. We've learned each other's love language because it's important to us. And can I tell you something about God? That what God considers of utmost important and essential to a believer that has believed in his son Jesus, it's baptism. See, what God considers important is baptism. And because it's important to him, then it becomes important to us. That when we go public with our faith in water and we are water baptized, we are letting God know that our relationship with him is important. And he's asked for us to see it as important. It's saying that I'm willing to walk down the aisle and wear the ring. It's saying that it is important to you, so it is important to me. Over 20 times you will see in the book of Acts alone that the Bible says that they were saved and they were baptized. And so as equally as important it is salvation, your first step of obedience is to walk in baptism. That's why we celebrate baptism at Kuhau, because it's important to God, so it is important to us. 
This is why we, we celebrate people. I want to show you some pictures, some images. We celebrate people. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. We celebrate people like Marcus who... People like Marcus cross over from darkness into life. And today he's serving in our church. And he's been one of the most dedicated people, especially throughout this quarantine. I mean, talk about a right hand. This man has been, and this is his starting point. I, I want to celebrate. This is why we celebrate even people like Selah who got baptized. My own daughter, she was baptized in the waters. And today she is 12 years old. And she is serving in Kuhau Kids and our video team. Come on. This is why we consider this important because it's important to God. This is why we celebrate people like Amanda. Who came to church to take a picture, but then she realized that she herself was the image of God, and God took a picture of Himself and say, This is what you ought to look like. We celebrate people like my spiritual son, Dyrit. That he was baptized into is the same grace that has him now leading a team and being a leader in this church. Can we celebrate God in this place? Come on, I dare you to take five seconds and just begin to celebrate Jesus and let him know how good he is and let him know how amazing he is. Lord, you are amazing. Your grace is amazing. Oh, in Acts chapter 8, we read about one of the most beautiful pictures of baptism. That the church is exploding, the church is, people are getting saved left and right and there's so much commotion that a faction of people begin to assemble trying to incarcerate, hurt and kill Jesus' followers. In our story today, we're arriving at a point where the apostle Stephen is martyred and the believers are scattered all over, even to the point of going beyond and hitting Samaria. And God shows up in Samaria and a man by the name Philip starts leading people to Jesus. He begins baptizing people. He begins performing miracles. Thousands upon thousands of people begin to be saved, changed, and transformed. But then an angel of the Lord appears to Philip and he says, hey, I need you to go down to the desert road. Because even though thousands of people are being saved, there's still one that I'm trying to reach. Isn't that like our God, that he are, is always willing to leave the nine in the pen so that he can reach the one that has left? Isn't it like our God to leave heaven so that none would perish, even if it was only one? Isn't it like our God that will go to Samaria to meet one desperate woman at the well, even if it was just for one? And today, the one that we're talking about is this Ethiopian, and he was, he was familiar. And the Bible says that he, it, it, it puts it this way, it says, Philip met an Ethiopian, an important official in charge of all the treasury. 
of the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem for worship. And so he makes this pilgrimage to, for the feast in Jerusalem. This was a man that was familiar with royalty. He was a man that was familiar with rules and regulations. He was a man that was familiar even with religion. But he had not experienced an intimate relationship with God. See, he was so familiar with the rules and regulations and with the royalty, and he was familiar even with religion, but he had not experienced a genuine relationship with God. And baptism is celebrating not a religious activity. It's celebrating a relationship with God. When we are baptized, it's not about being baptized because it's part of our religion or we follow the rules and the regulations of religion. It's one of the reasons when people ask me, hey, do we baptize children or babies? Do we baptize babies? And you'll never see an example where a baby in the Bible is baptized. And so we don't do this because of its tradition. We don't do this because it was passed down through traditional uh, uh, methods. We do this because it's an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we're honest today and we look at this room today, there's some of us that we have encountered religion, but we have main, but we may have not encountered a relationship with God. I know it all too well, like that was, that was me. I knew what it was to experience religion, and I had gone to church for a decade, but I had not experienced an intimate relationship with God. And I want to be honest, oftentimes religion will misrepresent what a real relationship with God looks like. Can I brag about my Jesus for a moment? Can I brag about a relationship with Jesus for a moment? Can I brag about him for a moment? I want to let you know that religion will sometimes tell you you're, 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 that, that if you do better, God would love you. But, but a relationship with Jesus Christ says that he will love you no matter what. Religion says that God can forgive you, but a relationship with Jesus Christ is different. It says he already has forgiven you. See, religion will say, hey, you need to get holy, but a relationship with Jesus Christ says, hey, in Christ, you are already holy. See, religion will say, hey, it'll always point to your badness and your flaws, but an intimate relationship with God doesn't point to your flaws, it points to your goodness, because where sin abound, grace much more abound. Yeah, maybe you have had an encounter with religion and traditions and even know a little bit of scripture. But do you have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? Because he's offering one today. See, religion counts your sins. But a relationship with Jesus shows that he has removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. Religion will drive you through rules. But Jesus draws you with his love. Oh my God, I'm so in love with Jesus. not about rules for me. It's not about traditions to me. It's about an encounter with the living God. You see some of the worshipers here and, and they look like they're just dancing and they're looking like they're doing the two-step and they're looking like, and we might be like, okay, that looks, but let me tell you that you don't know what God has set them free from. You don't know how God transformed them. And so, man, where grace abounds, where sin about grace much more abounds. He who loves a lot is because been forgiven a lot. Religion is man going to God, but Jesus, but a relationship with Jesus is that Christ came to man. Religion excel, extends itself to some, but a relationship with God.
extends himself to all. It's a whoever kind of love, you know. It's a whoever kind of love. It's not just, hey, some, or maybe if you qualify, or maybe if you're good enough. The invitation that Jesus Christ makes is a whoever kind of love. John chapter 12, it says, I have come as the light into the world that whoever believes in me shall abide not in darkness. John chapter 11, it says, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John chapter 4 verse 14, but whoever drinks of this water, I shall give him, he will never thirst. Romans chapter 10 verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, my friends, it's a whoever kind of love. And that's what he extends to us today. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. How did Philip use the Hebrew Bible to point to Jesus? How did the apostles use the Hebrew Bible to point to Jesus? The point of the Old Testament is that it points to Jesus. And he begins sharing with the eunuch the gospel of Jesus with one person the gospel of Jesus will always find a way to meet you where you are I mean I mean Philip was he was having a highlight reel in ministry like if this was now like Philip would have been Instagramming and and capturing and snapchatting and store like yo look a thousand right here bang Thousands of people are getting saved. Thousands of people are getting baptized. And God says, hey, 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 I want you to pause that for a second. I want you to go down to the desert to reach one. And some people might say, hey, maybe that was a coincidence. But you know that in the Greek Bible, there, there isn't such a word called coincidence. There's a word that is used. It's called providence. And maybe that's why you're here today. Because you think it's by coincidence and you think it's because maybe you came to see somebody get baptized but maybe it was God's providence so that God could reach you in the desert that you are in right now so let me give you the gospel right now the gospel is the good news that out of love God created humanity God loves humanity humanity's disobedience brought sin into the world which resulted into shame condemnation and death in Adam all sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. In Christ all may become righteous. Out of love, God gave his son Jesus Christ to die for humanity. And Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day. His obedience brought salvation to the world, which resulted in the forgiveness of sins. Grace, abundant life, and for whosoever believes. That is the gospel, my friends. And when the eunuch heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, he had a moment there to respond. The title to my message is, We Got Walter. We got Walter. The reason it's called We Got Walter because when Philip 
shares with him the gospel, the natural response of this eunuch, this Ethiopian treasurer, was this. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. <laughs> and the eunuch said, look here. Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? Philip said, hey, if you believe with your heart, you may. The eunuch answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Can I tell you what God is doing for you right now? He's stopping the chariot. He's saying, hey, I need you to take a pause right now and reflect in this moment. Then, he, then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And Philip baptized him. As the worship team comes up. This Ethiopian man placed faith in Jesus and he received Jesus, Jesus' free gift of forgiveness. He believes in him and as soon as, and believes in him as the Son of God and Lord, repenting and turning to place his trust in God. And then he asked a question. Hey, if there's water here, is there anything that gets in my way of getting baptized? I think that that's a just... That's such a great example of what we can say today because even in today, there's so many things that we've placed in front of us to stop us from getting baptized. But if we had this mentality, hey, there's water there. Is there anything that gets in the way of me getting baptized? And he says, do you believe in your heart? He says, I believe Jesus is the son of God. He goes, so there should be nothing that gets in the way of you. And maybe you're here and maybe you've allowed religious perspectives and mentalities to get in the way of you getting baptized. Maybe you might be here and let's be honest, some of us might be like, man, I've been to church all, I've been going to church for years. Like I am a super Christian. Because I've been going to church for years. I don't need to get baptized. Maybe you've had an encounter with religion and haven't had a relationship with the risen Savior. And I want to let you know right now, the Bible says that, hey, we all have sinned. This is not something that we do traditionally. This is not something that, well, I just, because I go to church, then that makes me, a, you know, a, I'm in a relationship with God. No, maybe you've encountered a preacher. Maybe you've encountered good church experience, but still, you're like this Ethiopian who's, who's, he was making a pilgrimage to Jerusalem because he had belief in God, but he still had not experienced Jesus in his heart. He still had not seen the risen king. And he says, hey, do you believe? He says, yeah. He goes, so there should be nothing that stops you from jumping in the water. And maybe you're here today and it's not religious, but maybe you're thinking like, there's just no way I'm not ready to be baptized. I'm not ready to be baptized. I mean, there's just, there's just no way that God, I mean, I get comments. I get thousands about thousands of comments on TikTok. And it's 14, 15, 16, 18 year olds saying, listen, I don't know if God can forgive me for the sins I've committed. And I can't imagine that a 17-year-old is dealing with so much guilt when there is such a loving God waiting with his open arms. And maybe you feel like you're just too far from God. Maybe you feel like there's no way that God will forgive you. I'm letting you know right now 
that baptism is not about perfection and baptism is not about you being sinless. Baptism is not about perfection in any way. Baptism is about a process. It's about, it's a progress. It's progress. It's a process. It's one day at a time. And the Bible says that when we look at Jesus, we become more and more like him. Or maybe it's a practical, maybe, maybe you're saying, you know what, Pastor Roy, I didn't, I didn't come here to get baptized. Then I want to say to you today, have you placed your faith in Jesus? If you have, if you believe he's the son of God and you haven't been baptized, I want to say this, we got water. Pastor Roe, I, I didn't come to get baptized. I placed my faith in Jesus. I've never been baptized. Um, um, <clears throat> but, you know, my family's not here. Well, we got video and pictures that we're going to capture every unique baptism. And we will put it and upload it so that you can share it with your families. Listen, I get that sometimes we want family to share in this experience. But if you're here in this moment and you place your faith in Jesus, don't let your family not being here being, be a deterrent. Because salvation is a personal thing. And maybe you're here and you're saying, wait, I didn't come with baptism clothes. We got clothes. Why did it come with towels? We got towels. Well, I don't, where am I going to change? We got a changing room. Listen, if you have faith in Jesus, then we got water. And if we got water, there ain't nothing that should deter you from being baptized today. Would you be willing to say, listen, I'm ready to put on the ring. I'm ready to walk down the aisle and profess my faith in Jesus. At the count of three. If you say, Pastor I'm not going to let anything stop me from being baptized in this moment. Listen, we have a great staff here that's going to escort you to get changed if you want to get changed. We have baptism clothes for you. We have towels for you. We're going to take care of you. We have video. We have pictures. We're going to put it in a collage so that you can share it with your friends. We got water. If you place your faith in Jesus and you want to say, Pastor Roe, I'm ready to get baptized. At the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand. One, Jesus loves you. Two, today's your day of salvation. Three, come on, every hand up. If you want to be baptized, come on, raise, lift up. Can you get up on your feet? If you're willing to get baptized, get up on your feet right now. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.